0: Handshake gate that yesterday we found out after seeing the tape that it you know it wasn't at all Baker Mayfield it was all Richard Sherman what a weird thing to lie about so you know we were d- deciding on you know uh, Tuesday's show what to do with with Richard Sherman and Baker Mayfield after that Monday night football game. We had also, that was the same time, you know, the NBA stuff was breaking and we just decided that that, that's too heavy. That's, you know, it's it's too obvious that the NBA is a D-bag and that just.
1: They're getting worse and worse on their D-bag status through the NBA. It's
0: just get there digging themselves a hole. I saw this, that now they're, because you you wonder why they're doing it or why they're not speaking up. Um, Talk about the almighty dollar because of the money that China spends on the NBA. I am not making this up. The NBA already is preparing for the 2020-21 season next year. So for the offseason that's coming up next year, to reduce the salary cap by 15%. What? Which is equates to $115 million per team. Because if the NBA loses the $1 billion in annual revenue from its TV and sponsorship deal, China pays the NBA a billion a year. So the NBA, instead of just saying, we'll find the uh, the money in other places, or we'll do our job, you know, we just got to work harder. We got to go out and find different streams of revenue. And if, if China wants to pull its advertising, then so be it. Instead of the NBA saying, we'll find, we'll make it work. They're already threatening... To reduce the salary My cap God. by fifteen percent. Well, that's why they're bowing
1: down to the Chinese overlords, is because of that the amount of money. What did you say? A billion. The amount of they, money China yeah, they brings in a billion annually. That's why the contracts are so exorbitant and so crazy. Is right. because of China. Why do you think all those players, once the season ends, they go as quickly as they can to China to mm. go boost their image and you know sell sneakers? The sneaker companies own everyone in the NBA when it comes to those deals and whatnot. So the fact that you know, you can just totally tell they're scared little chickens, too, when it comes to talking about the NBA. First, you had Steve Kerr saying, oh, yeah, it's a bizarre, you know, situation. I don't have much to say about it. Steph Curry yesterday says, oh, I don't know enough about China and their history to have an informed opinion. It's like, dude, would well,
2: you not take a history class <laughs> in high school? What, do
1: you never learn about communism? Right. Think about this. China is doing this over one guy's innocuous a tweet. tweet. From Texas. Right. A whole government in a nation is doing this over one single tweet. They're taking, they're painting, Don't you love democracy now?
0: Yeah. They're painting over the, there was a video on, on Twitter yesterday where some like window washer guy is one of those big roller paintbrushes and he's up on a scaffolding paint covering up all the logos in, in Shanghai of all like, you know, they have like billboards. They're just basically scrubbing the NBA from existence yep. all over China. And you know, for the, the contracts are ridiculous. I mean, like we talk about all the time. Like, like the Miles Plumley
1: got paid right. fourteen mil or something. And like And I
0: cannot believe in a day and age. And I'm not anti-get-your-money guy. I mean, look, like, if you have a skill, I'm I'm all about. You should be paid what somebody's willing to pay you. If somebody's willing to pay Miles Plumley ten million dollars a year to twirl a towel, Go get it. and hit some layups in a warm up before a game. Good for Miles Plumley getting it. But I cannot believe in a day and age where we're pro, pro athlete is so pro money that these guys that, that there aren't there aren't a thousand Daryl Morey's the GM for the Rockets that are sitting up saying, dude, you're you're messing with my nut. You know, mm-hmm. like, I cannot like it is just baffling this whole thing. And again, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's probably beyond what we do for like the D bag, but it does certainly have a sports connection. And like, it's insane. It's insane. It's, it's, a it's different- over one. Right. Tweet:
1: oh, An entire government and nation is now—well, not th- just the government, I guess—in China is saying no. You will no longer—you are now censored out of us. No one is allowed to watch the NBA or, or have any contact with you. They don't even know you exist. Like China banned South Park uh, over the uh, the last week. Now they're going after the NBA over for the NBA. One single tweet from a GM in Texas. Yeah,
0: it's uh, and it's- then
1: you got. Two days ago, they, they threw out um, uh, two fans from the Philadelphia 76ers game in Philly for having a free Hong Kong sign. Last night, another people's sign were uh, confiscated and throwing out for free Hong Kong. And then you have the likes of Steph Curry and Steve Kirby. And, oh, I don't know enough about this.
0: No, it's because uh, oh, it, you want money. It's uh, Just say it. It's like nothing I've ever seen as a sports fan. And again, you know. This offseason coming up, a lot of people think the NFL, there's going to be a a lockout or a player strike because the gap right now, I mean, the gap between the owners and the players, it is crazy in the NFL. I mean, of all the pro sports leagues, the NFL is the most popular by 10 to one and the player contracts are the worst of the pro sports by 10 to one. So a lot of people think the gap is so wide that there's going to be a holdout and there may not be football next year, or at least football as we know it for a while. Mm-hmm. How about the NBA? I mean, do you really think if that story is true, that if, if China goes through this and pulls all it steals out of the NBA and the NBA loses a billion dollars, they're just going to, do you think NBA player who these guys are so about getting paid? And if the NBA comes back next off season and says, Oh, sorry, we have to re- remove $115 million from the salary cap per team that teams are just going to sit around and say, oh, you know, whatever, we'll we'll make it work. You know, you got Giannis, just how about here in Milwaukee? You know, Giannis is going to get a max deal next next summer. It's going to be the biggest deal in the history of pro sports, probably. Yep. How, how, how do the Bucs feel about losing 15% of their salary cap next season when they're going to give Giannis the biggest contract in the history of the NBA? Well, not good, I bet. But
1: thankfully, it affects the entire league equally, you know, so... It's an equal playing field. What else are they going to do? Go to China and play basketball?
0: Yeah. No, it's just, it's unbelievable that one tweet would uh, the, talk about it over. The NBA players reaction. don't
1: play very good basketball in China,
2: Ebo. We've already saw that from. Uh,
1: what do you early mean? St- Stefan Marbury is a star over there. Well, they
2: just lost the, uh, <laughs> the what is it, the FIBA World Cup. Yeah. They look great.
1: No, I just saw the tweet. Think about how China is kind of what we were saying. Think about how China is reacting to a single tweet sent by a guy in Texas. Now imagine what it's like to be an actual citizen of that country, entirely subjected to its government's whims. In conclusion, communism, folks, is
0: very bad. Yeah, it's um, what a bizarre story. So you know um, they banned
1: Winnie the Pooh over there <laughs> because Charlie Winnie the Pooh because uh, a lot of people in China were saying it looked like looked like their uh, their president, so they banned Winnie the Pooh. I'm not even kidding.
0: Poor old poor old Winnie the Pooh. Um, What's Piglet going to do now? <laughs> uh Anyway, that's just a crazy story, and it was uh, back to the baseball. Final thought: We'll get to the daily action zone. I just again, yeah, the Brewers had their chances. You had three games against a Nash, or a, a, a Rocky team that had completely checked out in the season. Was just couldn't get to the off season fast enough. All you had to do was win one of them, and you probably would have won the division. That doesn't happen. So then you you say, well, but we're still in the playoffs. It'll be okay. All you got to do is beat the Nationals one time. And you play a great game and you get to the bottom of the eighth inning. There's two outs in the eighth inning. You have a two-run lead. And you're like, well, here we go. It's, it's going to be Brewers-Dodgers. It's going to be one hell of a series. And then they blow it in the bottom of the eighth inning. And now you have both those teams knocking off the teams that we thought all season long, well, even if the Brewers get into the playoffs, they're not going to go very far because there's no way. The Brewers in a best of five series could compete with the Dodgers or the Braves, and we see both of them go down last night. Yeah, it's, Anything, um, anything's possible. Yeah, man. If you thought it was tough to watch after the Nationals game, I, I, there's no way I could watch the NLCS now. Whatever happens today with with Astros Diamond or uh, Astros uh, Devil Rays, I'm, I'm all raise. I'm all Rays. Yeah, G menchut. Um, but man, as a Brewer fan, tough. For me today to think about baseball. Do you guys realize that Saturday's game against Michigan State? Uh, by the way, two thirty kickoff. Come join us at the Red Zone Zone Blitz pregame bash, twelve thirty to two thirty. Do, do you guys know that Saturday's game is the midway point of the season?
1: Season's going by too fast, man. It's going to be over before time
0: we flies, Ebo. When you're having fun, they say.
1: Starter jacket season, by the way, on it's, Saturday. Yeah,
0: we're only in the high of about forty on. on Wear your Saturday, starter jackets. So break out the break out the starter jackets, but. If I had told you in August Wisconsin's going to be six and zero, we're going to get halfway home to an- another undefeated regular season, you would have said what? Would you have thought there was any re- coming off a season where they were seven and five, not for sure knowing if it was going to be Cone or Mertz, and if it was Cone, are you going to? Is it the Cone that looked great in the? you know, pinstripe or the cone that, you know, looked lost at times last season. If I had told you they're going to be 6-0 and if they beat Michigan State Saturday, you would have said what at the beginning of the season?
1: A part of me would have believed you, but I think a lot of me would have probably put one loss on there. I bet you I would have thought they would have, I don't know. I mean, South Florida I thought was a win, Central Michigan I thought was a win, Northwestern I thought was a win, Kent State I thought was a win. Maybe I'd put one loss up there with Michigan.
0: Yeah, I think I mean the, the the Michigan hype going into the season, I mean, when the when the Lions first came out, Wisconsin was about a to touchdown underdog and they came to Michigan. So I think most people would have certainly thought winning at home against Michigan would have been a, a tall task. Um Northwestern, but it was home, you know, so Yeah. But yeah, you know, I we were seven and five last year, and then you know, in comes Michigan as the the favorite to win the big ten. Did I think they could beat Northwestern? Absolutely. Did Northwestern win nine games in the Big Ten last year and win the Big Ten West? And have they kind of owned Wisconsin the last few years? They have. So, See, I thought Northwestern doing that last year
1: was an outlier, and aberration, and then that Wisconsin going 7-5 was an outlier, something that's not the norm. It was just like bizarro world last year. Well,
0: yeah, and clearly we're seeing that now, that this is closer to the team that was the 12-0 and regular season team a couple years ago than the team last year that went 7-5. and five. But it's still crazy to think about that – yeah, you know, Michigan State's a good team. I I think the the point spreads right for a reason with Wisconsin being favored by ten. Uh, but yeah, if they if they take care of what they're supposed to do and win Saturday, that we'll get midway home, halfway home in this season, and the Badgers are undefeated. I just you know from and you're right, Ebo. Yeah, I think last year certainly was an outlier, an aberration. But until they actually do it, until you actually see it, there's always a party that's like, man, are, are they going to be the team that was you know, yeah. Last year,
1: well, I was a believer in Jack Cohn. That's one of the few. Um, I was a believer in Jack Cohn, and I was a believer in the Badgers bouncing back because once you got rid of the, um, that's just that one anchor around your you know neck that brought the whole team down. And Alex Hornibrook, all of a sudden, people seem to like each other again. All of a sudden, they seem to play with an extra pep in this stuff. All of a sudden, Jonathan Taylor had bigger holes. All of a sudden, you know the quarterbacks looking good, wide receivers are looking good. Alex Hornibrook was a not good for this team last year. Something happened in that locker room that soured them real quick. I wonder what it was.
0: Yeah, I mean, clearly, w- between Horny Brook and you'd have to throw in Quintez Cephas, and that, that, that clearly yeah, that was too. a much bigger distraction to this team last year than maybe we, we thought it was or we gave it credit for last year. So, yeah, I agree with you. This team's there's definitely a better vibe. But, again, that being said, you still have to go out and do it. And I'm sure e- even if we knew – about the Hornybrook and Cephas stuff last year and how that was, you know, causing problems within the locker room. They still did lose five games last year. I mean, they, they lost to BYU as nearly a, a thirty point favorite. You know, they got absolutely boat raced by Northwestern and Minnesota, who are, you know, perceived at best mid level teams, you know, in the Big Ten. And then when they played the big boys like Michigan last year, they just got embarrassed. Well, so.
2: Wisconsin quit against Minnesota in the last game. That was, that was pretty evident.
0: Well,
3: Alex yeah.
2: Hornerbrook came back to start randomly out of nowhere after Cone was starting. And like, the that. team just said, "F this, I'm not playing."
0: Yeah, it was a uh, it was a bad season last year, no doubt. And I, I think most people thought, but you know, you look at this schedule, and you know, I don't want to I don't want to put the the cart before the horse here, but already give him a win. But you know, I, I think Wisconsin is is trending towards you know an undefeated v undefeated showdown with Ohio State in a couple weeks. You saw what Ohio State did to Michigan State. Michigan State lost at home to Arizona State a couple weeks ago. So I mean, I, I think the point spread's right there as a ten point favorite. I'm just saying, if you know, do you do you think six and zero? Did you think six and zero was ever a possibility for this team? At worst, yeah, maybe you give the one loss, but I mean, hell, there were even people uh saying that uh, I mean, we were talking about it um at, at our first pregame show of the year that pe- there were people putting Wisconsin on upset alert against South Florida. That you know, that was a team <laughs> yeah, that started that was hilarious. Well, that was a team that started seven and oh last season, and you know, Wisconsin was seven and five, and you're going on the road, and it's you know, either you know, the first start for for Graham Mertz or is it is it truly Jack Cohn's time? There were people that weren't sure that they were going to beat South Florida. I think the only Ye pe-
1: who have little faith.
2: I think the only people that thought Wisconsin would be 6 and 0 at this point or yeah, undefeated at this point in the season for the first what, 6 weeks would be that locker room. Michigan had so much hype coming into the season. They were picked to win the Big 10. They were picked to go right. to the the playoffs.
1: I just it just makes me chuckle that everyone gave up on not everyone but a lot of people gave up on the Badgers entering in this season when you finish thirteen and one. I mean, you throw last year out thirteen and one, eleven and three, ten and three, eleven and three. Like, look at the body of work leading up to that. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, six seasons where you won ten games or more dating back to 2010. And then all and then the rest are nine or eight. Then you throw out last year, obviously. But people are so easy, or so quick to throw them out. When last year was just an, was just an outlier. Let, what's not the Wisconsin Badgers? What do we know about them? They reload that defense every year. They always have a strong line. They always have a good running back. And it's always a question about your quarterback. They've answered a lot of those questions. I think, what's the one question that remains? Can Jack Cohn win the big game? He just hasn't played a really big game yet, unless you count Michigan.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Michigan definitely counts as a big game. And Jack um, Cohn was great. But he didn't, yeah, he was he was great in that game, no doubt about it. So, um, I, I, yeah, you're right. And, but, I mean, on the flip side of that, and I, I agree, I, I I wasn't, like, thinking this was going to be another 7-5 and season. Um, but on the flip side of that, I mean, you, you can only go with, as a fan, the last thing you saw. And the last thing we saw was Wisconsin imploding last season and going 7-5. and So, yeah, did did a part of me think, of course there's enough talent there and the schedule laid out that there's a chance to get to 6-0. and But like Nelson said, I mean, honestly, realistically, did you think – that they would go on the road and win in week one and take care of business at home against Michigan and Northwestern and now North, uh, Michigan State. I mean, that, that's a tough ask of even the biggest fan to think that they would have been 6-0 to start this season.
1: The only loss I could maybe have given them preseason was possibly to Michigan. Outside of that, there's no way. Look at the, the talent the Badgers bring in and the track record of the Badgers. The fact that people gave up on them, it's just sad. Uh JD and MSN tweets in badgers could be six and zero, and there are many of us who thought they would be five and zero. right now. Shame on the rest of you. Far cry from zero dash twelve from Dave from Anona. If you want to continue
0: <laughs> That's right, Dave did say zero and twelve. If you wanted to continue
1: he? <laughs> to, he says if you want to continue to beg on Bucky, hashtag get off my
0: bus. Oh, that's funny I forgot. Zero 0- dash twelve.
2: Zero dash twelve. I think Dave just
0: That might be extra his you know. computer
2: messed it up. I think he meant twelve dash O, right. Yeah.
0: Man, that that would be tough. I mean, you'd really have to try to lose to Central Michigan and Kent State. That'd be tough to go zero and twelve. With this, zero you're gonna twelve. You'd have to really try to go into Champaign next week and lose. <laughs> I mean, twelve and zero. I'll give you that's a bit of an ass. But man, to go zero and twelve, you you got to put some work in really with, to go zero and twelve.
1: Plus, I think people that gave up on the were starting to give up on the Badgers before the season happened. Uh, how quickly they forgot about the Pinstripe Bowl when they finally, you know, said Alex Hornibrook, sit your ass down, you ain't doing anything. Let's put in Jack Cohn. Look how competent yeah, the offense looked with Jack game. Cohn in the Pinstripe Bowl. Now I know Miami kind of threw their arms up and said whatever, but Wisconsin could have done that too with how they lost that season. Wisconsin went out there against Miami and just absolutely embarrassed them on a national stage and won the Pinstripe Bowl. But then everyone, well, remember that Northwestern game? Yeah, that was in the 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 throes of Alex Hornibrook. Have wandering hands and eyes, and you had a team that quit on them. And
0: um, these are there's a lot, yeah, exactly. Well, how about this then? Do do this. We'll find out. We'll we'll do a badger. Call it a Joe Nebo confidence meter today. Uh, put down how many games do you think Wisconsin will lose the rest of the way? Zero, one, two, or three plus? Because I I can't think most people. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Thought they'd be at six and um, zero. Because I think they're going to win Saturday, and I think they're going to be six and zero. So. If this is the midway point of the season, if this is halftime, if you're going to the locker room with a lead at the half, you got to finish the game out. Like can they win the other 6 games? Obviously, there's some big time opponents uh, coming up, but there were big time opponents already. I mean to Nelson's point, he's 100% right. The hype surrounding the Big 10 this year wasn't Ohio State or Penn State or Wisconsin. It was two teams. It was Nebraska and it was it was Michigan. That's everybody's that was everybody's pick to play in the Big Ten championship game. And Wisconsin has vanquished one of them, and they still get to play the other one. And, by the way, Nebraska, we've talked about it ad nauseum that they are pretenders. I wasn't quite buying the Nebraska hype. I was buying the Michigan hype. I think, you know, year four of Harbaugh, you saw how good their defense was last year. They bring back a quarterback. He hasn't beat Ohio State yet, and now Urban Meyer retires. I I thought this was Harbaugh's and Michigan's year. And Wisconsin was up thirty five nothing in the second quarter. So
1: you go, Joe Anybo confidence meter, how many games, if any, do you think Wisconsin will possibly lose the rest of this season? Zero, one, two, three plus.
0: Yep. I uh it's you know, up. if you didn't think they were gonna lose, if you are one of those people that were extremely confident, good for you. Um, uh, do you still feel that confident uh the rest of the way? Michigan and if you weren't those people that were confident, have you changed your opinion?
2: Michigan had the highest win total in the Big Ten by half a game. How funny is that now with Ohio wow. State? What do you think a line would be on a neutral field between those two oh, teams?
0: 10, 10 points at least. Oof, I think maybe be more fourteen. Than that. I think 13. it'd be closer to seventeen. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's Ohio State's. I mean, you, you hate them, but damn, you got to respect it. I mean, they're, they're. I think they're the best team in college football right now. I mean, based on what I've seen, I think I, I would have Ohio State ranked number one uh, right now. It Doesn't mean Wisconsin can't go in there and win that game in two weeks. I would say Wisconsin's. You know, certainly a top 10 team. I I mean, I don't know what Wisconsin's done to not prove that they're, you know, worthy to be in the college football playoff discussion right now. They have an incredible defense. They have the best running back in the country. uh, And they have a quarterback who I think is better than most people gave him credit for. I don't know why you wouldn't say Wisconsin's every bit a team that could compete with the teams that are going to be in the discussion for the college football playoff. And you still
1: got people crying to bench Cone and put in Mertz. When, if you were talking to any Big J that was down there, like our sports director, Zach Heilprin, it wasn't even close in camp of who was the best quarterback.
0: Jack uh, Cullen. What are you thinking, Badger fans? How many games does this team lose the rest of the way? Zero, one, two, or three-plus. Already 182 votes in what is that? 20 minutes and 20 minutes early returns. Man, you guys aren't going to like this. 42%. Saying two losses. Ye with little faith, right, Nelson?
1: God, if I ever hear that again from a certain
2: person, <laughs> I'm going to rip my
1: hair. There's out. a guy that walks around here, Joe, that um, doesn't even watch the sports, doesn't even watch the games. And he'll come to us and say, I told you the Packers were going to beat the Cowboys. Ye with little faith who congregate here. Like, how much of the game did you watch? Oh, I didn't watch it at all.
0: I just, there's a <laughs> lot of reasons why I can't tell you how happy I am that I have a second job that I get to leave at 10, Ye 15 with every day. Uh, so, okay, why? what would be the two losses? Extre- get get inside the mind of the world's smartest listeners. Obviously, I think we can agree that one of them would be Ohio State if there's going to be two losses. yep. Where's the other loss come? Is it Saturday? Is it at, at Maybe. Minnesota or Nebraska? Or is it home against Iowa? Those would be the la- – I mean, <sighs> Minnesota's undefeated. I mean, their schedule's a joke, but they are undefeated. Nebraska is not even close to the hype that they had to start the season, but they still have a good roster and I, I think a good coach. Iowa's certainly legit. I think it's Iowa's the one you could entertain. Ohio State,
1: certainly. Michigan State, I mean, you get them in the camp. Everyone's humming on a you know, high cylinder. Everyone's looking really good for Wisconsin. I don't think Michigan State, I think they get blown out. Illinois is going to get blown out. Ohio State's gonna be a fight. By the way, we'll be at Union Corners. Brewery oh, I can't wait! For releasing that, baby. the Joe and Ebo beer. So come on down. Have we're gonna release our beer, do a show, then watch the game together. So what come a on great down. Day
0: we're gonna have prizes. It. We're gonna do some like in-game gambling oh, for have
1: entertainment some, purposes only. I'll have,
0: I will definitely have squares and a, and a, a game day parlay card. I'll
1: you try to scrounge up some cool tickets to give away and some some zone swag. And then you got the right now the rank seventeenth in the nation, the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, I think that's the, a question mark. But again, it's that Camp Randall, Nebraska's. I think calling Nebraska pretenders is being nice. Like, I, <laughs> what's below a pretender? Just a never was a tender, a chicken tender. <laughs> I love chicken tenders though. An ender. Yeah, their End- season ended before it started. They're they're ended. No, they're an ender. Purdue stinks, and Minnesota fools gold.
0: All right, so Nelson, what would what be you? No. you? You gamble a lot. What would be? If you're handicapping it because, well, two points, do you agree that the only game Wisconsin's going to be an underdog in at this point is Ohio State? So if that's one loss, where, if 42% of the the Twitter poll says two losses, where are you guessing they're voting the second loss is coming?
2: I'm going to say if you're thinking the Badgers can lose two games, it's it's either going to be this weekend at Michigan State or it's Iowa. Those are the two teams that probably, out of all the teams in the Big Ten, closely resemble what the Badgers are. Good defense. Run the football, you know, timely quarterbacking. I guess so. I think it would have to be Iowa or Michigan State, because I mean, look at Nebraska. They're There's terrible. no way they can that Nebraska defense can stop Wisconsin's offense at all. And I feel like when Wisconsin goes up to uh, Minnesota, that's going to be a bloodbath. They're going to yep. bury Minnesota.
0: Get them a body bag, Nelly. I
2: honestly wouldn't be surprised if it's like fifty-six to fourteen, Bucky.
0: You would have to think if... if, if Especially
2: well, after what happened last just, year's game in Camp Randall to take back the right. axe in, like, what, 15 years or whatever it was, they're going to dismantle Minnesota.
0: Yep. Uh, ooh, I love this because, A, he's funny, and, B, he's got the worst grammar of anyone on planet Earth. Let's see what, what Dave's saying here. Uh, oh, I don't think any... miss. He must have somebody typing for him now. Dave from Anona tweets in... You have played five games: a school of leprechauns, Helen Keller, Stevie Wonder, and you, I think you even had a game against one of Joe Miller's ex-wives. Damn, that's the Badgers' schedule so far: leprechauns, Helen Keller, Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Wonder, and one of my ex-wives. Man, I
1: think. Do you the, think Wisconsin who would could be, be the hardest one?
0: Who would be harder to beat? I feel like them. the
1: school of leprechauns, I feel like they would be very conniving yeah. and tricky and like hard to tackle.
0: Right. Well, uh, unless you believe, you know, we we do have something called conspiracy theory fighter. There are some people, Dave, you should know this as a blind guy, that say it's all a, 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 that uh, Stevie Wonder isn't blind and it's all an act.
4: Oh, ever, I've heard stories. You, oh, there yeah. Are,
0: there are many in Hollywood who claim that they've seen him like walk around and like yeah. grab stuff, like, and like that it's an act, that he's not blind. I
1: heard a story the other day that Stevie Wonder was at a strip club and was, was eyeing down some certain things that are hanging off my lady's chest. Uh, no, but we have a couple of tweets right here. Uh, fully sent, he says, D-Bag of the Week goes to the 100-plus people that think we even have a chance at losing. Hashtag psh. Uh, The Joker337 says, the second loss could be a bowl game. I think they only lose one regular season game, but I think the people are voting two because of a bowl game. And then that follows up with Kelly says. Hate to say it, but Bucky will lose twice to Ohio State. Just don't have the athletes to compete, especially on the road.
0: Well, uh, that's a well, that's a that's high level thinking, I guess. If we, I was thinking regular season, but yeah, if, if people are voting, the second loss is in the Big Ten championship game because it's at this point you'd have to say it's going to be Wisconsin, Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game. God. So what if they lose to them? Yeah, in two and, weeks in Columbus, and, and, and then, then they, they the lose Big to Champions them in game? the Big Ten championship game.
1: Bucky was what one? How many yards away in Alex Inter- in Alex Hornibrook? Thirty-seven yards away from, what was that th- two years ago at the Big Ten championship game? Or three thirty-one yards. Thirty-one yards. They're that close to beating Ohio State. And uh, that was at Alex Brooke?
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I look six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy again. Do you see a loss or losses uh, on this Badger schedule? You know, going back to this weekend. The only way I could see—I I shouldn't say the only way—because Michigan State is a ranked team. I mean, which means they have good talent. But I would say the biggest reason that Wisconsin would get tripped up is just at some point they just have a, a letdown game, right? And, and maybe you could say that was Northwestern because they only won by nine points and they were a four-touchdown favorite. Um, but that they just—they—it's tough to get up for every game. It's tough to always be on every Saturday, and that they just oh, they, no. they don't have. What their was the score the fourth? Twenty-four-three. Yeah, I mean, come on, what are come we talking on.
1: about here? They always play each other like turds.
0: No, I'm not saying I. That, no, I'm that, not saying you are. I'm, I'm just saying if they're if you if you think they're going to lose a game outside of Ohio State, it would have to be a it would be an upset, right? Because they're they're a ten-point favorite this week. Again, they'll be a twenty-point favorite at least next week against Illinois. You're probably a touchdown favorite against Iowa, Nebraska, Minnesota, and you're a four-touchdown favorite against Purdue. So if they lose a game. Outside of Ohio State. So, again, to get to a second loss, it will be an upset. Yeah. Like, they would lose a game that they are favored to win at this point to be 10-2. and two.
1: Uh, Patterson Badger tweets in and says, We don't have the athletes to compete against Ohio State. Was, there's sarcasm there. We were only one player away talent-wise. We should have won that game if we had a quarterback that could throw for 20 yards. That would be Alex Hornibrook, the Big Ten Championship game we were talking about. I'd say it's a fight. Um, Ohio in that Ohio State game. There's a potential loss there. Other than that, though, with the way Bucky's playing this year, and the vibe they have, and just how they gel, that offensive line looks phenomenal. Jonathan Taylor looks phenomenal. The wide receiving court looks phenomenal. Defense is insane. And Jack Cohn, uh is making timely throws. Why would why would you even think they would lose besides maybe to Ohio State?
0: Right, and that and that's that's the the the, the only way you would think that is is again if one of these teams has, like, a perfect day and plays out of their minds or if Wisconsin has a letdown. And I I just – I haven't seen evidence from this team that they're going to have a letdown game. I mean, they They, had a letdown
1: game against Northwestern, but it was 24-3. to They
0: they, they had a letdown quarter. I mean, they they took the gas off in the fourth quarter and they only ended up winning by nine. That's somewhat of a deceiving score because – you're right. For three quarters, they were pretty well. They had that game pretty well in hand. Mm-hmm. Six oh. Uh, never
2: any doubt Wisconsin was going to lose that game.
0: Correct. So, do uh, you guys think again? Um, I mean, they're, they're not. They're not going to be an underdog at, at this point in any game other than Ohio State. Yeah. So why? I mean, is is there a, the only choice then? Really, at this point, would be they either lose one game because you think Ohio State is that good and it's not a winnable game, or they can even at 8 wisconsin's underrated and the choice is zero so is the only should we have done it i mean are the only two uh, realistic options in this poll zero or one losses at this point again uh,
1: sam now tweets and losing to ohio state twice uh the only realistic option yeah is zero or one i i mean sure it could happen but what what has shown you so far this season that bu- the bucky's going to lose
0: if we had a preseason prediction of what this team's record was going to be, I would say most people would have put it at that nine and three range, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that was probably probably about. I've, in fact, I, I think we did a Twitter poll, and I, I think nine and three was was the winner. You know, back in in mid August, relaunching it today, now that we're at the midway point of the season, uh, we want to know how many games now do you think Wisconsin loses this season? Choices: zero, one, two. Or three plus uh, right now, two hundred plus votes, and up to forty six percent now. Forty six percent of you saying two losses. Um, I wonder if they're thinking of that like an Ohio State than the Big right. Ten championship and game. And it could be. There's this. I so, was thinking regular season, but that 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 would count.
1: Uh, Patterson Badger says, guys, have you seen Penn State play? They're blowing everyone out of the water, and there's a good chance they could beat Ohio State. Um, He said, I would actually rather play Penn State in the Big Ten Championship game and avenge that previous matchup with Penn State where we were up three touchdowns in the first half and blew the game. I tried to forget about that game. Well,
0: Penn State, here's the thing. They have looked pretty good outside of one game. They should have lost to Pitt, but other than that, he's right. Penn State's playing in Iowa City Saturday night. And that usually ends team seasons, right? I mean, Penn State... You, losing
2: to Iowa this
0: weekend. I, You and I talked about it. By the way, that's a, one of the bets on Joe's parlay card. I kind of like... I, I don't know if they lose, but I definitely like Iowa getting four points at home. Um, but to his point, Ebo, if Penn State goes into Iowa City and wins, then you got to keep... Then you got to say they're legit. Then I would be concerned yeah. uh, about that. I mean, obviously, we know that the Badgers are going to Ohio State in two weeks, and that's going to be a massively difficult game. But if that's one, okay, if you say that's the one loss, yeah, is the second loss, are we assuming they're going to lose twice to Ohio State, say in the Big Ten Championship game, or do you see a game like this weekend, Iowa in a few weeks? I know Nebraska's down, but it's still a road game. It'll still be a hostile environment. Uh, Where do you see if there is a second loss? Where is it?
1: I don't I don't honestly don't if we're just talking regular season I honestly don't see one I, I mean, obviously Ohio State there could be a loss there because that's that's Ohio State one of the best teams if not the best team in the country. Outside of that though, why are we disrespecting Wisconsin? Like not we, but why are people saying two losses? I see some people voting for three losses. What have what has Wisconsin done this year to show you that they are not a good team?
0: Uh, I mean nothing. I mean You get people all well, the bad Northwestern game blah, blah, Northwestern. Blah, blah. Yeah, that would be about it.
1: But if you look at the history of Wisconsin and Northwestern, what do they do? They play ugly, terrible, bullcrap games. Wisconsin was up was it 24 to
0: 3? 24-3 to start the uh so come on. the fourth quarter. Um what say seen it. What say you Badger fan 608-321-1670? I had a a non-Badger uh question for you guys today if you have a moment. Yeah, I have a non-Badger question too. Well, I have a shout-out and then a question. Happy number 50, the big 5-0 to one Brett Lorenzo Favre. the hell is Brett Favre doing here? The GOAT, 50 years old today. Brett Favre, happy birthday. So then my follow-up question. My Do you think right now Brett Favre could win a game as an NFL quarterback? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think he probably could.
1: I think you know if Sam Darnold's out again, go go get that number four uh, Jets jersey out of retirement and go win one for the from the New York Jets. I would Um, love to see Brett. I don't even care how – he could be 70, 80, 90. I'd still want to see him out there.
0: I would would take Aaron Rodgers today over Brett Favre at 50, but do you think – I might take Favre. Would you take – I would take – do you think the Vikings would take a 50-year-old Brett Favre over Kirk Cousins, and do you think the Jets would take a 50-year-old Brett Favre over Luke Falk? (laughs) What do you think, Nelson? I would still stick Rodgers over Favre. I think the Skins would, the Jets would – I'm well, just thinking to the other teams. Do you think the Dolphins the, would Do you think the Vikings would rather have Kirk Cousins or 50-year-old Brett Favre as their quarterback today?
2: I think they'd go with Kirk Cousins slightly.
0: Do you think the Jets would right, seriousness? Favorite. Do you think the Jets would go with Luke Falk or 50-year-old Brett Favre?
2: Brett Favre can throw it left-handed farther than Luke Falk can. He has one of the weakest arms in the NFL. So I think I would go with Favre.
0: Yeah,
1: they'd be full mass for Favre. <laughs> In New York over there.
0: Wouldn't that be – remember Favre had that Instagram tweet or Instagram post? That, that he was coming deleted, back? That he was coming back, Recently and then like f- five minutes later it was yeah. deleted, and then he claims he was hacked. I'd uh, welcome him back with open arms. That's funny, man. 608-321-1670. So happy birthday to the GOAT, Brett Favre. Uh, Chad, welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show.
3: Morning, boys. What's good? What's good? It's chilling, bro. What's up with you? I can't believe Brett Favre is 50. He's he's 10 years older than me. That kind of freaks me out. I felt like he was a bit older than that. I know. Doesn't he feel like he's older? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's the the gray hair and the beard, but I got a buddy who's younger than me who's all salt and pepper, so
1: who knows? Well, but, Mason uh, Crosby,
3: he's salt and pepper, too. Yeah, well, and you know what? He's got... He's a he's a grandfather, I think. Farve too. Yes, so that's that's another reason why dude, I thought he was older. Farve had an
1: Instagram post, his Insta story. His daughter was at Alien Con with that dude from Ancient Aliens.
3: Oh yeah,
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Brett Farve is woke. He knows the truth is out there.
3: All right, well, hey, about the Badgers. Look, here's here's what's gonna happen. Like Wisconsin will never get the respect that they deserve, no matter what they're doing in season. They could be roasting people. By 40 points a game, they won't get the respect until they actually win a chip. That's that's the way it is is going to have to happen because right now you have, you know, the third of us that are homers that watch them and say, okay, they can definitely, you know, make a run in the national championship, which isn't correct, isn't incorrect. Then there's the two-thirds that kind of are just like, eh, they look all right, but it's Wisconsin. And then there's the bottom third, those people that are voting, for three losses this year, that no matter what, they will always only look at Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. Michigan, even from where they sit right now, at the beginning of the season, people kind of just bought into the reputation that was built, you know, 70 years ago from that football team, and it doesn't exist now. Look at what teams have been more consistent over the past 20. Wisconsin's one of the top teams besides Ohio State in the Big Ten. It's not the entire country. So that's that's what it's gonna take. You gotta show up and beat the big boys, and until you do so, we can't really, you know, burn calories over it. It's just gonna be that way. Chad, what, yeah, do, you, that's a good point. what do you guys think?
1: Uh, Chad, real quick. Speaking of burning calories, and you're a barbecue guy, and I wanted to ask, I wanted to ask Joe and Nelson this, and you're you're a big connoisseur of food. Yeah. Nelson yeah. and I just had him the other day. I saw this meme. It says the the McRib. Is the deadbeat dad of all fast food world? It comes around once a year, and we're all supposed to act. <laughs> and we're all supposed to act excited.
0: That was pretty funny.
1: Yeah, Nelson yeah, and I had a McRib. What was that Nellie, Tuesday?
2: Yeah, it was on Tuesday.
1: I found it to be delicious.
3: It's not that? even. It's not even the deadbeat dad. It's it's the deadbeat dad that shows up and takes you to the carnival, but eats the carnival food, and you feel like crap afterwards. <laughs> I mean, it's it's literally a pork patty pressed into the shape of a rib, so it looks like there's bones.
1: So I take it you're not a fan. Some people
3: like it. Some people like it, some people hate it. I say stick with the Big Mac. No pickle. You get a fresh no one No pi-
1: Extra pickles, bro.
3: That's all you, well, you get a fresh one made every time if you say no pickle. Oh, really? I suppose you could say extra pickles and they have to throw a new extras on there, though. So,
1: so note to the McRib.
3: No, no, not not when you can come to my house and get my stuff, brother.
1: Well, I'm waiting for yeah,
0: the invite. I'm waiting for the invite, too. Thank you, Chad. Well, well uh, what's your take on the McRib? Well, let me see here. Well, I'll do that, and then I'll answer Chad's question on, on the Badgers. I think the McRib is, I mean, if I was presented one, I would eat it. Would I would I go out of my way or make like a conscious choice like what's for lunch today? Oh, McDonald's is having a McRib. I'm gonna go get it. <laughs> That's what Nelson said. On no one Tuesday. ever, we except apparently for you two. Like, yeah, like, had what, McDonald's in years. Right. If, if I if my, if my only option is hey, I'm going to McDonald's. They have a special on McRib for a dollar. You want one? I'd be like, sure. Did I would I would I would I plan my day around getting my, a McRib or schedule my lunch break to go get a McRib? Never.
2: Well, we did. In a way, it was like a week in advance.
0: Yeah, we planned it out a week ahead of time. I mean, I, hey, you
2: I, see the McRibs coming back on Monday? Yeah, let's hell get yeah, let's Tuesdays. go get them.
0: Um, well, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for you. I, I mean, I'm, it's, I'm, like, it's like it's like very average. It's not unedible. It but. was it was actually pretty tasty in a in a bad way, but it was really it was pretty good. Um, yeah, that's that's can't even tell
1: it went to my hips at all.
2: Yeah, like,
0: that's funny, man. Um, and then on the Badger thing, yeah, I mean, he's Had right. We've we, we haven't we been saying this for like since. I don't know, I'm probably the second or third Rose Bowl. Like what does Wisconsin have to do to get into the discussion as the big boys? I mean, yeah, the easiest answer is win it, right? I mean, to to be fair to the other the people that aren't voting two or three losses, um Wisconsin has never won a national title. They've never been in the college football playoff before that. They were never in the BCS championship game. They've gotten awfully close a bunch of times, but whether you think this team is good enough this year to do that or not, there I'm sure there are some people, to Chad's point, that will always say they can't win the big game or they haven't won the big game yet. So, I, yeah, I mean, I, I get that. I think this team can go 12-0. and It doesn't mean I'm saying they're going to. I think they're good enough to. Um, and certainly if you go 12-0, and you're going to the college football playoff with the schedule they played and how good the Big Ten is this year. Um, I think mm-hmm. it would be a stretch. I mean, if, the, if You're going to have to beat Ohio State twice, Or if Penn State is that good, you're gonna have to beat Ohio State in Columbus and then Penn State on a neutral field. I mean, that'd be. I mean, but if they do that, (laughs) you, Chad, you get your answers, your your questions answered for everyone who's on the fence about Wisconsin. If they go into Columbus and win, and then play either an undefeated Penn State team or a one loss Ohio State team on a neutral field and beat that team, yeah, they're legit. (laughs) They're they're legit.
2: What do you think if Wisconsin? basically from here on out smokes everyone but loses a close game in Columbus to Ohio State then they uh then they play again or no hold on sorry they win a close game in Columbus then they lose a close game in the Big 10 championship should Wisconsin deserve an invite into the playoff SEC they could yep. find their way in there with three oh, losses oh yeah they totally yeah. i don't
0: think they would i guess it would depend who or who's beating them in the in the Big 10 championship ohio year. state both no, they would, it, Ohio they would give it to Ohio State. Um the, you,
2: you don't think Wisconsin could get that fourth if Wisconsin, I think Ohio State's the best team in the country. this So do year. I.
0: Here's how it would work. Here's what you, if if you want Alabama
2: that, got in and didn't even play in their championship I, game. Yeah, Great.
1: but that's Alabama.
0: Here's what would have to happen. I think they could get in with a loss. I think it'd be difficult, but I think if you lose if you lose that game in two weeks and it's like twenty to seventeen, and then you go to the Big Ten championship game and you beat Ohio State, I think a 12-1 and Big Ten champion whose only loss was by three points in Ohio State would get in. I don't know that they would take a team. I don't think they would ever set a precedent for putting in a team that lost in its conference championship game, right or wrong. And you're right about Alabama. The thing Alabama had going for them, though, is they didn't even play that weekend. Like, had they played in the SEC championship game and lost, I don't think they'd get in. They just sat at home and... It's like the, the year Ohio State, by the way, to remember. Wisconsin and Penn State was the Big Ten championship game, and it was Ohio State who got the invite to the college football playoff. The year Ohio State won it all, they didn't even play in the Big Ten championship game. It was Wisconsin and Penn State, yeah. and Ohio State got the invite.
2: It should be mandated you must play in I your championship agree. game. Or else why the hell do you even have them?
1: Basically. Well, that's why Barry Alvarez was talking about a, no expansion now. Um, he was against it now this year. What do you hear from Barry Alvarez and yeah. some other people? Expanding the college football playoff. And
2: so in the SEC West, you have LSU and you have Alabama. One of those teams is going to knock each other out. One should be eliminated, whoever loses I, that game, because you have to play in your championship game. It's called a championship game. I, it's not sit at home and get third place and
1: here, but
0: then we'll put you in And the Well, Alabama didn't do it, who won? Who won it all? They should have been playing. Well, it's twice. Oh. The I know, Euro- but they wanted the whole damn thing. I know, and that's what I mean, it's he's right, but you're right. Like and I don't by agree the way, with it. But. No, I don't either. But and by the way, the year Ohio State won, they didn't play in the Big Ten championship game. So twice that the team who has gotten into the college football playoff didn't even play in its conference championship game, both those teams have won the national title. So yeah, Wisconsin's up against you know what? it.
2: Screw it. I like the Central Florida Florida National title rings. They didn't get to play. <laughs> they were left at home. You know Stop. what? They're the that's winners. That's the lamest They're thing the winners.
1: Uh, what, they... do you want to go back pre-college football playoffs, just anoint someone? Yeah, oh. let's go back to the polls, man. That was the
0: dumbest They stuff won their ever. conference. Uh, that's funny, man. 608-321-1670. We're going to talk with our Packer and Setter coming up in 20 minutes. Uh, no, I mean, look, that, that, that's way down the line. Though I'd love to, Ebo to Nelson's point, ha- I'd love to have a... Twelve and one Wisconsin discussion verse. Does the, you know does a twelve and one Wisconsin get in over the second place team in the in the in the SEC?
1: Okay, how did Alabama do? It? Alabama has not been a juggernaut forever. How did Alabama come to relevancy? Nick Saban, and then just never like. Eventually, another team is going to do that. Yep. Who's it going to be? Like obviously Ohio State's. You have your blue bloods up there, it's been but Clemson the last five years. But how long was Alabama just a dumpster fire?
0: Twenty years. I mean, they wanted a national title in the 90s, and then it imploded, and from about the mid-90s till the mid-2000s, they were bad. So, you know, they had a 10-year window where they were like, Like, it, something just bad. doesn't
1: spring up of, all of a sudden, and you're a juggernaut. You have to work at it. Right. And that's what Wisconsin's doing.
0: Clemson was a below-average ACC team forever, and then Dabo Sweeney comes, and now they're a factory. There are, there, you know, sometimes, you know, there there are guys that change programs. And then there, you know, like USC. Yeah, they're When, they Pete, take a, they're well, when now. Pete Carroll was there, they were incredible. You know, there sometimes were, you know, Florida State, you know, they had, you know, Bobby Bowden. And I, mean, I mean, Alex Hornibrook started two games for Florida State. Benched again, sakes. by the way. Did go 2-0. 321 uh, 70 Aaron Rodgers? What's up,
3: 12? Aaron Rodgers here, guys. What's going um, on? What's going on, brother? I just... I just got off the phone with uh, Brett Favre. Um it's his 50th birthday and uh, I haven't heard you guys say anything. Oh about. you ju- you no, must have been on the phone Aaron, we just, just, just saying happy birthday to him. Oh I must have missed yeah, it. Yeah you were on the phone with him I think. Oh man I just missed it this
1: morning. So
0: uh, Aaron you- we actually asked the question do you think as a great quarterback that you are could uh, would the Vikings rather have 50 year old Aaron Rodgers or Kirk Cousins right now starting? Fifty-year-old oh, Brett Favre. Take,
3: I'd, I'd take fifty-year-old Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre over cousins. Jeez. You and uh, you and
1: Favre friends now or what?
3: Oh yeah, yeah. We 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 hashed it out. Um, you taking I'm any f-
1: uh, you taking any photography classes from Favre? Oh <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. He told he sent me a couple pics. Uh, sure, you like
0: this. Aaron? Are, are you? I I don't know if Brett's listening or not, but uh, is uh, do you have a birthday gift for for Brett that you want to share with the Joe Ebo listeners? Yeah,
3: uh, he told me to i um, Todd Thompson in the balls for him today, so I'm going to do that.
0: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, got a good feeling about the Lions on uh, Monday night, Aaron?
3: Uh, 31-17 pack. That a boy. Wow. Go well, get him, Aaron. I hate Aaron, I brought that, and
0: Treat I'm... your
1: coach LaFleur nice, okay? Yeah, so... I see you guys bickering a little bit on the Are side. Everything night. good with you
0: and LaFleur, Aaron? Oh, yeah.
3: We're, we're good. We, uh, you talk to McCarthy like, at all? No, no, no MFing, you know? You
1: ever talk to McCarthy no. at all anymore?
3: Uh, no, me and McCarthy, but we don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Aaron.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Have a, Have a great weekend, day, guys. There he is! Wow. So let's let, let's let's add to the celebrity list. You got Aaron Rodgers now, baby. Ryan Braun, Sean Connery, Aaron Rodgers—all fans of the Joe really Nebo show. Photography classes from Favre. The takeover is real. Happy birthday, Brett Favre. That's for you, buddy. We say good morning to a big-time Badger fan, former Badger himself, our Packer Insider. Rob Rice of Forbes.com. Hey, hey, Robbie. Robbie.
4: Robbie. On Wisconsin boys. Big weekend.
1: You that's... ready for a big Jack Cone game, Robbie? Oh good lord. Well hopefully
4: hopefully it's a big game handing it off to, to J T, baby. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. And... You know, he can, he can throw those four-yard dump-offs at Taylor that he can go the distance on. He's,
0: he's good at those. Hey, Robbie, we have a uh, – I'll let you answer the question, then we have a Twitter poll going right now, Revote here on the Badger season. What do you think their record is now going to be as we hit the midway point of the season? What do I think the final record will be, Joey? Yep, regular – where do you think they end regular season-wise? So
4: I think they will – lose at Ohio State, I think they will stumble to either Iowa or Minnesota. They'll still be good enough to to win their division. They'll lose to Ohio State in the Big 10 title game. So what does that put them at 10 and 3? Uh
0: yeah, 10 and 3.
4: So I I'll, I'll go with that guys. I'll go I'll go with 10 and 3 assuming that uh the quarterback position uh stays the same here over the next 2 months and we don't get to uh to see my my all-time favorite Badger, freshman Graham Mertz. So.
0: Oh, man, I know. I'm with you, buddy. But, uh, <laughs> hey, I'd still, take time. I'd, still, I'd still take a double-digit win season. All right. Uh, I don't think a lot of people thought that a double-digit season was uh, possible for the Packers, uh, Robbie. But, boy, after what they did in Dallas, uh, much like Wisconsin may be making people more of a believer every week. I mean, are, are you continually surprised by what this is, with so many questions going into this season, what this team continues to accomplish to start the year?
4: Uh, in a word, Joe. Yes. I mean, I I thought Dallas was the best team in the NFC. Clearly, I was wrong on, on that. You guys know, last week I picked Dallas to win by two, you know, two scores in this in that game. And you know, God, I mean, Dallas has to be, to be watching that film and just kicking themselves why they decided to be a passing team. Um, at least you know, fifty fifty or sixty forty coming out of the shoot, they could have ran Elliott all game, and I think I think the results could have been different, but. But, but Dallas has done that against Green Bay several times, guys, down there in, the, in that building. You remember the playoff game a couple of years ago where Green Bay got off to a big lead because they, they relied on the pass and, instead of Elliott. But specifically, Joe, to Green Bay, yes, they're, they're a, a, a surprising 4-1 and one in, in, the, in the fact that three of the first five games were, uh, were against playoff teams from a year ago. Uh, Chicago and Dallas have been road wins that I don't think a lot of people saw coming. Um, that there's only three playoff teams, guys, on the schedule from 2018 that are left here over the next 11 games. Um, I know there's I know there's a tricky road stretch in there with with four out of five away from home, but guys, that that trip to San Diego is going to be like a home game. For the Packers, uh, I say San Diego, I mean the L.A. Chargers. I, I keep calling them San Diego still. Um, uh, Los Angeles doesn't care about the Chargers. That game will be 75-80% Packer Nation. That'll be a home game. Um, Joe, what what they've been able to accomplish and get done here in the first third of the season, it, you know I said this on your show through the summer, I, I thought they would close the year strong. And uh, I, I said I thought there was enough talent for them to get to nine wins, maybe ten, if things went well, but but I thought six of those probably would come in the second half of the season. Um, now, now Joe, they're a team that looks like they're they're trending upwards. Still, they're only going to get better and better as Lafleur and Rogers and that whole offense continues uh, to kind of find its stride. Um, I, I think right now, Joe, anything is possible for this football team.
1: Robbie, let me ask you, man. Obviously, Aaron Jones, the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, four touchdowns, you know, 180-some yards, will be a total beast. When it comes to Aaron Rodgers, though, he said that was his best game of the season so far, um, and he doesn't care about stats anymore, and he just wants to win. If that's Aaron Rodgers' best game so far, what does that mean for him in that offense moving forward?
4: Really good things, evil. I mean, it really does. I, I thought that was the most mature quote. I thought that was the best quote we've ever heard out of Rodgers because one of the thoughts and one of the knocks on him through the years, guys, is, is that he is a stat-driven quarterback. He, he was worried about his stats. He would, he would take sacks, guys, instead of throwing the ball out of bounds because the incomplete pass would hurt his QBR or his overall passer rating. I mean, guys, he, he's so smart and he's so good at math and he's constantly aware of the numbers as they put him up on the jumbotron of where he would be. I, I can promise you through the years he has looked up at that, calculated that stuff, done the math and and that factors into how he's playing football. He's done well the you math. guys know you, you you can't play that way and and I don't think he's going to play that way now moving forward and and I and I hope he doesn't for for the rest of his his team's sake because because if he doesn't guys, um, you saw on Sunday it seemed like a day where Rogers actually didn't care who scored the touchdown. Um, And that's why Jones got for the bottom line, you know, was, was green Bay was into the thirties for points. And and that's where they're, they're going to need to be against high powered football teams. So no, I, I thought it was a terrific quote by Rogers. I I thought he played extremely well. Um, he, He was terrific with his feet. His throw to Bobby Tanyan was, um, as good of a throw as he's made this season, and Tanya made a heck of a catch to get his, and got his feet down. But but Rodgers made that whole thing happen. It looked like it looked like old Aaron Rodgers again, guys. He's certainly capable of having games where he throws three and four touchdowns. But but Green Bay discovered pretty quickly. That, that there was an avenue to win that football game by by just hammering away uh, with Aaron Jones at various times. There were huge lanes for him to run through. It would have been foolish to ignore that. I mean, guys, you remember back in the early 2000s, 2003 specifically, where Brett Favre kind of turned that offense over to Amon Green, and Green had 1,883 yards. Damn. And uh, and Favre was all good with that. I know, I know Green's your guy there, and and that that was a legendary kind of season. Well, guys, they they have a top six or eight running back in the league again today in Aaron Jones, and they would be absolutely foolish not to use him um, in these big games like you saw last week against Dallas.
0: Visiting with our Packer insider Rob Reichel. And now you get to this week in Detroit, and Evo and I brought this posed this question Rob earlier the week. You know, you're talking about the remaining schedule and lack of playoff teams. Talk about the schedule before the season. Could you ever have imagined with, you know, Detroit is always Detroit and the unanswered questions of Green Bay that a week six matchup with Packers-Lions would be the game on the NFL schedule of the week and have massive potential playoff implications? How surprised are you that the importance that this game has Monday night?
4: Well, Joe, you know, I I did a bunch of writing in the off season about the Lions for some from Detroit area publications, and and I'll be honest, I hadn't broken down and studied their roster dramatically, um, in you know in a couple of years. It still is, guys, a really good roster. I mean, their problem last year was with that head coach. Uh, they just didn't buy into Patricia. Patricia was extremely immature with how he handled some things in the media. He lost that team. Midway through the season, I—I'll be honest, guys. i, I thought it'd be another bad year. He would absolutely be fired, and—and that—and that could certainly still be the case. But, but, Joe, if you traced it back over the last four years, the Lion—you know—from fifteen, to, uh, sorry, fourteen to seventeen, the Lions were in the playoffs three of those years. Um, you know, they were pretty darn good. They—you know—they fired Caldwell after that, and uh, you know it was one of those situations where you—you you kind of wondered, like. What you know? What what were they doing? Who do the Lions think they are? Right, the Lions don't go to the playoffs three out of four years, um, and, and and fire a head coach. That that seemed absolutely silly to me. But um, their defensive line is terrific, guys. They've got a ton of playmakers up front. They're starting to get a little bit healthier again, in, in the back, uh, Stafford is. You know, when he is right, guys, he is so unbelievably tough. Um, he's he's got some far-off qualities to him in terms of toughness and gunslinger and risking and risky type nature of play and things like that. He's certainly not in far league, but guys I think when Stafford's right, he's a top ten quarterback uh in the league. His pass catchers are pretty good. Uh they have tight ends. It's 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 a roster guys that's pretty good. Their problem last year was with coaching. And um that maybe they've got some of that figured out. We'll see here. I mean their win earlier in the year at Philadelphia was remarkably impressive. You guys you guys certainly know. I mean, saw what Philly did uh, to the Packers in Green Bay. So no, I think this is going to be. I think this is going uh, to be a terrific football game, guys. Come Monday night, and uh, am I surprised it's for first in the division? And that it's a huge game now in the NFC. A little bit, guys, uh, especially because I would have put both of these teams maybe in the middle of the conference when when the year started. But clearly, um, it looks like both these teams could be a you know could uh, have something to say about. The playoffs and playoff seedings and all that kind of stuff come late December. All
1: right, Robbie, you were talking about you, know, Aaron Rodgers possibly you will know, having a three four hundred yard game, throw some touchdowns. Uh, you know, I assume Matt Patricia is going to game plan to stop Aaron Jones. If Devontae Adams is a no go with that toe injury, who in the hell is going to step up in the wide receiving core for the Green Bay Packers?
4: Well, what number do you want to wear, Evo? Let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah. what, uh, what number was I Jeff Janis? Should... I know that you one. can run, my friend. Um, is
1: 83 is that Mark Bell's yeah, It's
4: taken. It's, it's it's a great question. I mean, maybe it's Aaron Jones in the passing game again, guys. Right? I mean, you let him in catches last week, and you see how dynamic he is. Anytime you can get him in space and put the football in his hands, I mean, let let's be honest. There's 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 there might not even be a number two wide receiver on this football team right now, right? I mean, MVS is a straight line speed guy. He's I, I, I'm starting to wonder, guys. And Evo, you, I may, you know, I you you may not understand or totally get this reference, but he reminds me dramatically of Corey Bradford in the mid to late '90s. Um, and Joe Joel remembers Bradford oh, yeah. he, again. He, he was a one-trick pony. They just told him to go out there and run, and Favre would whip it down the field to him. Um, and guys, they're just you would have loved to see what Saint Brown could have done. I guess if he stayed healthy, Kumro hasn't done much of anything. Up until now, Jimmy Graham really can't separate and run anymore. And as much as they spend their weeks, uh, you know, we'll hear it again today, guys. I can promise you, uh, Jimmy Graham is huge in our offense. Right? Jimmy Graham's a guy we want to get involved. Jimmy Graham's a guy we want to get the football to. I mean, Jimmy Graham, give him credit. At least he blocked last week, guys. Um, that that was that was impressive. But but if you're expecting seven catches for 100 yards anymore out of Jimmy Graham. Uh, you better flush those expectations down the toilet. They're done. Jimmy Graham's <laughs> days. Jimmy Graham's days of you know stretching, stretching defenses and and carrying linebackers and drawing extra defenders are are long, long gone, guys. Um, it was a huge mistake for them to bring him back this particular season. So, so even to answer your question, I'm not sure. I, I think they're gonna. You know, I think they're going to have to rely again heavily on Jones. We'll find out more today about Jamal Williams. I think he could be big in this game if if they can get him back uh, to go with the the two running backs together at times, and maybe they can flare the ball out to Jones a little bit. Um, And again, guys, I mean, the big story, I'm heading over there in an hour, the big story today will be, you know, uh, can they get anything this week out of Devontae Adams? Did that extra week off and, and the extra, you know, by the time look at that Eagles game guys which was on a Thursday to this upcoming Monday he'll have had about 18 days right so uh, that's the better part of three weeks can they get Adams right by Monday night um, and if they can't guys then they are still need to play him because they've, they've clearly put themselves in a position now where they're going to be playing meaningful football in December and that's when they're going to need them to vote
0: Thank you, Robbie. That's I know we're through. outside of your normal time, so we got to run. But uh, appreciate you still squeezing in today, my friend. You demand. All
4: right, guys. I appreciate your flexibility. Have a great weekend. See you, there Robbie. He
0: is. Follow his uh, game day uh, coverage. Go, Jack Cohen. Forbes. God, <laughs> I
2: love it.